This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics, premium, consistent, and affordable wellness for all. Each of their products features a specialized formula with targeted terpenes to give you a CBD experience that helps you sleep better, take the edge off, and relieve your aches and pains to help you live healthy and happy. Newly added to their CBD lines, in addition to their drops, are new topicals that you can roll on and high-dose CBD edibles to help you find your balance. Visit AppliedBotanics.com today and use code word Project at checkout to receive 30% off your first order. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Whether you need plants, trees, sod, mulch, rock, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, or anything to help your lawn look its best, Keller's has you covered. Located in Exeter, Pennsylvania, near Blue Ribbon Dairy on Kern Street, mums and fall items are now available. And look for fall festival weekends at Keller's Garden Center starting September 25th and running through October 31st. Paint your own pumpkins, scavenger hunts, hay maze, face painting, and more. Check out Keller's Garden Center on social media for more information. My guest today is Aaron Bruck, bass player and backing vocalist for the rock band Breaking Benjamin. I have had the pleasure of knowing Aaron and calling him a friend of mine for over 15 years. I've seen him perform solo gigs throughout Northeastern Pennsylvania and in bands like Panacea and Hour After before getting his big break in Breaking Benjamin. We talk about what it was like going back out on tour after 500 plus days of no shows, what Northeastern Pennsylvania means to him and the band their homecoming show at Montage Mountain last month, his new business venture with Parlor Beverages, Joe Rogan, the amazing Red Sox, and so much more. Welcome to the show, my dear friend Aaron Bruck of Breaking Benjamin. And we are live, live with Aaron Bruck, buddy. It's me. What's up? You know, I mean, everything and nothing, right? What a, what a difference a year makes. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. sort of, kind of, sort of. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, we're, you know, we're coming through. What, I mean, like the last time we were talking, life was, life was pretty crazy. There was a lot of uncertainty. I went back and, to look. Uh, it was June 5th. At least it was June 5th when I put, put it out last year. Yeah. So uh, a lot is, is a lot is a lot is different. I think there's some of the same. Mm-hmm. One question I have for yeah. you though. One question I have for you. I mean, you've been playing music for a long time. You've been lugging equipment. When are you going to finally get your big break? I know. Uh, you know, I'm going to just keep trucking along and hope that one day by the you know by the good graces it's going to happen for me i've been really pushing for you man there's no there's no one more deserving in northeastern pennsylvania to like make it big to be like in a big rock band like one of the most popular bands in the world if if, if anybody should do it it should be you you know i'm gonna try you know just uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take the whole kogan strategy (laughs) you know i'm gonna take my vitamins i'm gonna say my prayers yeah, there you, you go. Know. There you go. And and the Hulkster is going to carry us to victory. 
<laughs> well, anyone watching and listening, obviously, I'm joking. Aaron is the bass player and vocalist, uh, well, backup vocals for a little band, just a little band called Breaking Benjamin. And uh, I can't thank you enough for joining me tonight uh, for my my little my little place in the world that I call the Pop Go Project podcast. I'm I'm more than happy to do it, and most importantly, you left out uh, you left out longtime friend because we've been friends since way before any of that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I feel- you know, I, I'd hate to repeat the story because obviously we know the story, and uh, yeah. but maybe my listeners don't. I mean, we go way back. Yeah. You guys can say- go back and watch the last one. It was good. It was really entertaining. It was one of the better Popco projects of all time. You well, should go back and revisit that. Put some likes on it. The pro- no, 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 don't. I don't want that to happen because that was on uh that was for the alt natives after I was Oh, podcast. that's right. Okay, never mind. And that RIP alt natives. Um so that's why I started this. I started the same platform, different channel I'll have to say. You know, it's uh yeah. Same format, same kind of thing, talking to my friends and and guys and girls in bands and people doing cool things for our area. This one has your name um, on it. That's cool. This one has my name on it. I think you were one of the people, but it was either you or Josh Balls, who I just spoke to two days ago. Um, he's like, you have to have your name in it. Cause I didn't want that to, to be a thing. I didn't want my name to be like the title of the show because I thought that was pretentious. But people were like, but people know who you are. It won't make it's, sense. It's, it's like, you're, you know, how, how long have you listened to Joe Rogan for? Do you think he's pretentious for calling it the Joe Rogan experience? Well, I mean, that's two different levels, buddy. Two different levels. <laughs> It's a, I mean, it's a, they might be two different levels, but it's uh, at the same time. I mean, when he started that, he was he had Fear Factor fame, and he had uh, Hardball, and he was yeah. a host of The Man Show, and what else yeah, was he doing? Stand-up comedian, all that, too. Stand-up yeah. comedian, UFC commentator, and he had a lot going for him. I mean, all I've got going for me is my beautiful wife and uh, awesome kid. That's what I have going. I think that 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 sounds like a lot, though. I mean, it, there's worse that things. Like that, a lot. I mean, I'm I'm very blessed. I'm 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 uh, in a good place. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. A lot is a lot has changed. A lot is the same. A year was it was a year and four months, three months later. Yeah, and I mean, your life is probably far different now than it was a year ago. I mean. You know, yeah. Breaking, Breaking Band just got back from uh, a little tour. Yeah. Um, a year ago, it was just shortly after. Um, it was shortly after I had given the, or I had been given the news that our summer tour would not be happening and that everything was going to be like shut down. Um, and we were in a, you know, it was a, it was a place of limbo where it was like, who knows how long this is going to last, but you know, we're going to do what we got to do to get through it. So and, yeah, uh, here we are a year later, still trying to get through it, still trying to get through it, still trying to figure out, you know, you know, I, there's, you know, there's still like a large, there's still like a large population that just wants life to go back to normal. And it's like, at some point people are going to have to figure out that normal isn't normal anymore. And we have to figure out what the new normal is. Yeah. And for go sure. from there. It's, it's nuts. Um, I did go back and listen to our last episode, though, just so I didn't repeat myself uh, for anything. But we talked about how your shows were canceled. You had a scheduled um, show um, with Panacea. 
Uh, for those of you yeah. who don't know, Aaron was in a band, a very popular band. I thought it was a band that was going to be the next big thing out of uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, Panacea. We should have been. Yeah. Yeah. But that Long was, story short, we should have been. <laughs> but things worked out for you. Yeah. You did all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the time, that had gotten canceled because of COVID. Um, and either we knew about the show, uh, kind of like a rescheduled event, and we didn't talk about it or it kind of just popped up, but you guys did a, you kind of did the reunion and you did it at a drive-in show at yeah, Vegan Sun yeah. Arena in Wilkesbury. Yeah. It yeah. The drive-in June. parking lot concert. I think yeah. so. Yeah. That sounds right. July, one of the two. I don't know. I forget. But uh, yeah, that was, that one, that one was a situation where, um, you know, Paulie had told me that the show was going to happen. I saw that the show was going to happen. And then I saw that it got, I saw that they had, uh, it was announced that Panacea had canceled and dropped off the show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to, you know, my wife about it and what a bummer that was. And, uh, and she was like, so just text Polly and tell him you'll sing. And I was like, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I could do that. I could do that. So I text Polly and I was like, Kara told me to text you and let you know that i'll sing <laughs> so, so yeah the fact that that all came together is 100 percent credit to my wife who it was her idea and uh, me and uh, paulie are big dummies who didn't even uh didn't even dawn on us for a second but uh you know we got together rehearsed a couple times and you know went out there and it felt great to play those songs you know and to sing those songs it was an awkward kind of situation for me um because like it was all uh, it was all like house gear. So there was like a, so like the mic stand that I was using was like really, really small. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't typically play with it, like perform without an instrument. It's a different world. It's a whole different thing. Where are your hands? Nothing, go? nothing but respect to people who front bands for a living. Nothing but respect for that. Um, Cause it's difficult. Um, so, you know, I went out there and they gave me this mic stand and I'm a taller guy. So the mic stand wasn't like high enough and like it was kind of like the little little thing in the middle that you screw to like hold it up all the way that was kind of broken so the mic stand kept like sliding down lower eventually i was like i just got rid of the mic stand i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do we're just gonna walk around whatever so but that was uh you know that was a lot of fun there were a lot of fans from back in the day when we were playing you know the local scene with panacea that were there and they were super grateful to hear those songs again and relive some memories and i got to talk to some of them afterwards and it was uh you know it takes you back to like club excess and outsiders and all that stuff and it was uh it was just a really cool thing to get to do yeah and what was that like too because you know at the time your your shows were canceled and then you got this opportunity to do uh, a, a show with your old band, an outside driving show. People are in cars. People are honking horns instead of you know putting the lighter in the, in the air. Like that had to be uh, an interesting kind of uh, entrance back into live music after you know being out for three or four months and not knowing what the hell's going on. Yeah, and it was a really cool show too because there were um, you know there were a bunch of huge local bands that were on there and that like lifer was on there so you know getting to see those guys and catch up with them and then uh and um and we actually shared bass players with lifer for that show yeah uh and then um because mike uh mike was the bass player in panacea before me 
he left Panacea to join Lifer at the time, I think, right? Or was it the Drama, drama Club? Club? I drama think it was the Drama Club, Club at yeah. the time. Yeah, it, whichever project Nick was in, they've all been they've all been way better than they have any business being. It's he has uh, he has an incredible track record track record for putting out stuff that's just of super high quality. Um, and then Sean, our drummer had his band come in from Ohio and play that show too. So I got to see Sean that day and kind of pick on him and stuff. And it was cool to play a show where, you know, we were kind of doing different things. Yeah. And that was a, that was awesome. But yeah, the change of, you know, the change of going up and just being a singer was definitely the most difficult part. And I felt like it was at a time, the really cool, another, well, I shouldn't say the really cool thing because there was so much cool, positive stuff that happened from like where the proceeds went to what, what they did with the merch and everything. It was super cool. It was all a great thing, but it was at a time where people had been, you know, we were in like, we were coming out of one of the lockdown modes there and it was, you know, people needed to get out and have something in their life where they could, you know, whether you could go out and interact with those people or not, you could at least see other people, yeah. you know? So you, they were, it was something that was kind of familiar that could help people mentally get through what we were all dealing with. Yeah. And you mentioned a lot of, uh, like a, a great lineup of local talent. I and mean, what are your thoughts on some of the local bands, uh, you know, and doing what they're doing, you know, there's re the return of lifer, uh, university drive is on tour. I think they played that show too, but they're also on tour. They were on tour and they're playing a couple of dates now with the band cold. Cold. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, or you need a little memory, uh, jogger is, uh, you know, stupid girl, big song, huge yeah. song in 2003. Um, and Nick Coyle is in, cold now yeah, well our last uh our last big single from aurora far away scooter was the other voice on that song yeah so uh, talk about that i mean like there's so many like interconnect interconnections it, um, it, there's there's always been yeah there's always been an incredible amount of talent that's you know been coming out of this area for the longest time you know even going back to like the cover scene some of the cover bands that were in this area were just so good, like all musically gifted people who were doing like full-time jobs and then going out and playing five times a week. And then a lot of them were able to transition it into where playing cover music was their job, you yeah. know, because they were at such a high level that they were able to support themselves or their families or whatever they needed to do solely through playing music. And um, yeah, that's kind of an underappreciated part of our area's musical history, I think, you know, people look back at the Dakotas and the Badleys and the, you know, the Breaking Benjamins and stuff and, you know, see the successes. And it's like, it's a, there's so much more than that. There's so many layers to uh, our area's musical history. And it, and it's just, it, you could spend all day talking about it. It's, it, it's just, it's nuts. I'm glad you said for that. For such a small area to have that amount of like talent. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of different cities uh, to see their, um, you know, their their scene, so to speak. But I, I, I'm still confident that I would put our area up against anybody else. I mean, I had the the honor to uh, be able to play and and uh, a lot of songs on the radio for these local bands when I had a show on the radio a year ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just 
I just remember when I started that show in 2017, I thought I had my finger on the pulse of this area and the local music and the, the talent this area had. And when I started it and started getting submissions from these bands, I was like, okay, I never heard of this before, but this is fucking amazing. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. Who is this? Where do they come from? Why, how, how have I not heard it sooner? Yeah. Why don't people know who these people are? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts. The, you know, the level of, and I guess I could like, so Josh, I'm sure you talked to Josh about the space zebra show. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I've, I've been on the space zebra, space zebra show a few times and heard a bunch of the bands that are on there. And those bands are from all across the country. And I would absolutely put the bands from this area up against anything that has been on that show. That's cool. You heard it here first. Yeah. A natural act. Talking yeah. very highly of this area, which I mean, you were part of it. You, you still are part of it. Yeah. It's, that's, that's a, it's a cool thing to hear you say, but I a hundred percent agree. But, uh, yeah, keep I working kids. I know that, I know that there's not a lot of places to play right now. I know that there's not a lot of outlets right now, but use this digital medium, use it yeah, and, and push. How long did it take you? I mean, you were, you were hustling for a long time long, long time. I mean, I was, I've, I had been, I was one of those people who was fortunate enough to be a professional musician, uh, for a long time before the breaking Benjamin thing, you know, took off. But I was like 30, 35 when we finally released dark before dawn. Wow. Damn. I don't know why I thought, I don't know if I thought you were older or younger than that. <laughs> or was I that 30, Or was I 36? Maybe 30. No, no. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. How wait. old are we now? Let me, let me Jesus. do math. Let me do math. So in 2010, I did the acoustic shows with Ben. I was 34. I was 35 when little A was born. So yeah. So I guess I was older than that. Huh? It's probably like 38. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to Nuts. age you three years. Nuts. But it's a be it's a better story. I mean, because you were yeah, it is a better story. I mean, well, it's for a long time. Yeah. So, like you said, keep at it. What are you, what are your thoughts on like? I mean, you said keep hustling, use this platform, use you know digital, use the internet. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, every idiot has a podcast. You're looking at one right now. Bands can upload their music to, you know, the platform, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Do you think yeah. it's oversaturated to a, to an extent? I think so. The problem is, um, the problem is, is definitely discoverability. And it's like, they've put the way these digital mediums are now is early on for the first few waves of people who took off on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, you posted your video as it got more views, it got pushed to more people. Now there's like an algorithm that decides what you get to see and what you don't get to see. It does the same thing with like Instagram and stuff. So like once you post a bunch of stuff, there's an algorithm that determines even the people who follow you, who want to see your content, it, you know, it picks and chooses which ones of those people in an effort to get you to pay them to push your, your, uh, your stuff to all of your followers. Um, so everything is like that. And, you know, they're, uh, so it's, it's been, um, with YouTube and stuff, it's, 
still possible. It is very oversaturated, very oversaturated for sure. But the real problem is just discoverability and figuring out your ways around the algorithm to like tie yourself to other stuff to get yourself in front of more eyes. So what would you recommend bands? Do? Oh my God. That's uh, a lot of, so a lot of bands it's, I would recommend it's basically like YouTube. And that is like the bar scene of the nineties. All those bands that got signed started out playing covers. Look at how many people are playing covers on YouTube. You play a cover of a popular song. People click through your link. They find you. So that's, uh, so that's, that's one definite way of, you know, raising awareness of you as an artist, because while you're playing someone else's song on YouTube, you might not be able to monetize it or whatever, but people can see that you're a talented person and they can decide whether or not they want to watch you perform something else. Right. You know? That's a good, that's a, that's a good, uh, good advice right there. So is it, I hope so. I we'll think so. I, mean, I, I think hope it works different. guys. I hope it works. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, take, take what's already popular and, and, uh, kind of put your own spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's i mean that's definitely that happens in original music too yeah you know yeah cold is actually um performing a song called run by snow patrol oh okay yeah that's cool a few times yeah it's actually pretty neat that's good and it's crazy that cold is like so cold is nick from lifers and cold uh tony the drummer from lifer who used to be the dj way back in the day he's playing with cold and then is Johnny still playing with them? I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, he was Johnny Nova. Because Johnny from, Nova was playing with them. Yep. Um, and he was uh, drama club. Yep. So, yeah. 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 And Nick's bands. I mean, I, I Nick was another one too that I was so happy to see him uh, kind of tie, tied in with Cold because, like you said, he had Lifer. And, I mean, I'm probably going to miss some bands that he's been in, but Lifer, the drama club uh shit i don't even remember now i can't think of them there were so many and every band that he was in or even his solo material was all just solid work yeah i'm trying to remember what they changed the name of life or two my downfall my downfall that was it yes yeah, my downfall that was that ep was great too yeah. like so <laughs> there's just a lot of really good stuff there was a band they started in 2016 johnny was in that one too um it may have been my favorite band that he's that he's been a part of. Oh, man, oh, Stardog Champion. No, no, that, that was, was with Aaron. Also that good. was with Aaron. Also good. Yes, um, Stardog Champion. Oh man, this is gonna drive me crazy. I don't even know how to find it quickly without having dead air here. But um, oh crap! Come on, John. You should be able to figure yeah. this out. Uh, I don't know. Now, I remember. I, I but I do remember the band, and I remember. It was, you know, it, he's got a, um, you know, he's got a certain level that things need to be at and they always are. Yeah. So when he got, you know, called up, so to speak for a uh, cold, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And another great, definitely. you know, a band, you know, popular in the early two thousands, still, still rocking and rolling. Yeah. I was glad to see them back. It was cool to have, you know, Scooter be a part of that song on Aurora to have him be a part of far away. It was great to see him for the video shoot and all that stuff. It was cool. It's so wild to see. Like, I mean, I, I knew of cold. I was a fan. 
Um, and it's just so neat to be able to like meet people like you and meet people like Nick and then like them have a tie to him. Cause like, he was like this bigger than life, like person. Like, I mean, yeah. I was, he was 20 years old or maybe younger than that. I forget, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I've been so fortunate in my career where I've been able to, you know, meet people like you and, and Nick who have close ties to people that I was like, you know, you, you never think of ever meeting and I haven't met Scooter, but I know people who are, you know, in their yeah. band. So it's neat. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Which crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so breaking Benjamin, you were on a tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was, what was that first show back? Like, I mean, was that like equivalent to when breaking Ben came back or was it even better than that? Dude, it was, it was a really emotional thing for me. Um, because it's been, it was kind of rough going into tour um because um oh oh right before we left um i dealt with the passing of my mom so uh sorry, you know and my musical career wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for her i remember you know when she gave me the money to go buy my first base we couldn't really afford for her to give me that money but she did you know and she made me make a deal with her that I would, uh, that I would stop arguing about going to school and I would just go to school if she <laughs> bought me the base. So I was like, yeah, no problem. I didn't, it, it ended up getting worse. It ended up getting worse. Uh, because once I got the thing, that was it. Like I knew like something immediately clicked. I was like, this is it. This is what I do now. This is my all encompassing purpose. And, uh, and I just played that goddamn thing every day. And, uh, so thanks mom thank you for that i'm sorry that i uh definitely didn't hold up my end of the bargain i think i think um, she forgives you i'm yeah, sure i think it's okay yeah i'm, I'm sure it's okay. yeah you're all so right. yeah so i had that i had those emotions with me when we went out and then our so our first show was at blue ridge rock fest we should say that that was that was awesome there were about forty thousand people there and we were the headliners of the first day. So we came back, you know, we came back to this huge show with this massive crowd and just this massive PA system, everything just, it was the whole situation was just larger than life. And we walked out on stage and we started, we changed up the way we started our show. Uh, and we started with uh, dark, which is the first song on dark before dawn it's like just like a little musical intro piece at the beginning that has some spoken word stuff over it and um like we started playing that and we walked out and it was like all of a sudden it's like just these emotions start hitting you know and then we walk out we walk out on the stage and start playing the show and just like the lights come up and the crowd just goes crazy and i'm just i'm like am i gonna cry right now is that was is that was gonna am i am i crying right now and it was there were a couple times i got hit with like just that feeling like i was just gonna just break down in tears right there on the stage because it had been so long uh you know not just us every single person in the music industry and every fan of music had that taken away from them for so long and there was so much uncertainty that maybe it would never be like that again So it was, um, you know, it was like, uh, you know, we were, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. And, 
going back into it was just, you know, the appreciation that the people in the crowd had for being there, the appreciation that we had for them being there and just being able to interact with each other in that familiar way again was just, it was a lot to, it was a lot to, to process. Yeah. I imagine that was probably the longest you've gone without really performing ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ever since probably, yeah. Since the first time I ever played a show, that's the longest yeah. that I've ever gone without performing in front of people it was, you know, it was, uh, it was, I think it was 558 days or something like that. Who's counting? Who's counting? Um, yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Did you cry? I didn't. I didn't. I was able to keep my shit together. I was like, you cannot cry in front of all these people. You cannot do that. So, <laughs> and then it's like, there were, and then like on the sides of the stage, there's people from other bands that are, you know, that I have a huge respect for. And they're all amazing people. And you look over and they're just standing there on the side of the stage, rocking out too. And it's like, oh my God, this is so great. It's like, oh my, that's right. This is our life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's and it goes that's... back to like you don't know what ha what you have till it's gone i mean yeah and that's that's i think that um really kind of resonated a lot with everyone in the world through the last year and a half you know you 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 really took for granted I, I mean, that's not that's the wrong you know, i tried to see well no I get, I get what you mean i so see i'm in a unique situation because i um because this stage of it came so late in my life um, I made a promise to myself that I would always, you know, respect the fact that all of this could be gone at any minute. The thing is, you know, you never anticipate that actually happening. Sure. And then it did. Yeah. So through no fault of anyone's, you know, there's, there's bands that, you know, there's bands that are hugely successful and then fall off the face of the earth for like their own reasons or whatever like their own internal stuff happens or whatever you know and then bands disappear but it was the whole industry was just gone yeah and it was like it was absolutely crushing and uh and heartbreaking and i'm so glad that we were able to make it through it and do that tour that we did because it was it was uh it was definitely long overdue and much needed for all involved and i, th I think you added like a kind of a show to that little run um dude louder louder than life right dude <laughs> so that pictures. phone call so that pictures. phone call <clears throat> that was one of those things that was one of those ones where it was like you know i was and again talking to to my wife she's like well i don't know i think your mom might be looking over you a little bit <laughs> like because um we were getting ready to go home it was a couple days before we were going to come home from tour. <clears throat> and then we got a call that was like, Hey, what do you guys think about extending the tour a couple days? You guys would have three days off in Kentucky. And then you guys will play on Sunday and you're going to go on right before Metallica. And we're like, what? <laughs> right before who? Say that again. Like the, like Metallica, Metallica, like the that one. Metallica the metallica i was like you know and <laughs> when you're when you're starting out as a musician or when you're starting out in anything you have these crazy 
lofty goals that are in your head and you know you start with like smaller ones and then go to like what the end game is and be like yeah you know one day i'm gonna play a show with metallica and then that realization that whoa wait a minute that day is sunday <laughs> that's <laughs> And then getting closer to it, it's like that day is today. So we were, um, Chad Gray from Mudvayne was supposed to be playing in that slot. Uh, Chad Gray had, uh, had contracted COVID and they had to cancel. Um, and we were just like, absolutely, we will step in and take, and we were, we were honored to be asked. Um, and it was just incredible. It was incredible going out there in front of all those people again and so we bookended the tour with these massive crowds of like festival shows where we got to see all these you know we got to see a bunch of our friends again that we hadn't seen in forever um because we we were on some pretty great days like you know i was you know we did uh we did an interview with uh with my my dear friend and business partner josh balls that day uh we did the space Zebra show uh, live at louder than life. And, you know, I'm standing outside and I, uh, like I was right before we started the interview, like I was talking to, uh, Mark Tremonti and, uh, and Jose Mangan, uh, Jose's, uh, Sirius XM, uh, DJ. And then, um, and then Mark Tremonti is Mark Tremonti. Uh, for those of you that don't know, there, there used to be a band called Creed. They've yeah, sold. Did, he, did he, did he talk about that at all? They've sold 20 jabillion records. And then he started a band called Alter Bridge, which is also awesome a great band. band. It's which is Alter Bridge is uh turns out Alter Bridge is Creed with Miles Kennedy. Right. I think uh sorry, I had to mute for a second there. That's My okay. son's kind of getting he's getting loud. I apologize. Getting rowdy. Oh, he's he's getting rowdy up. over he's there. He's, you know, I'm like, I'm he's like, hey, that. he's got a lot going. He's got a lot happening. So, but yeah, and then he's got his, uh, Mark's also got Tremonti, which is an awesome like metal project that he's got. Cause he's a, a cause he's apparently just not busy enough. Right. So yeah. The, and, uh, so it was cool to get to see people, you know, people like that. It's just, it was crazy. And then we went on, we did our show and it was, uh, the crowd response was unbelievable they were all singing along to every song there were people as far as the eye could see again which was i saw pictures nuts. i was like wow this is incredible absolutely nuts and then um after we got done um we got kind of walked out to front of house and i got to watch metallica play the entire black album from back to front so they played it in uh reverse order reverse. yeah they started out with, I think they started with hardwired to self-destruct and then they did, um, they did, uh, they did sanitarium. And I can't remember what the other song they did was before they went into the black album, but they had like awesome video production. And it was, I mean, it was, it was Metallica. They sounded great. With now the when you... of one guy, <laughs> everybody knows who that one guy is. He doesn't sound so great. It's uh we won't mention any names. There's just there's three people listening to this podcast. Don't don't embarrass. Yeah, hey, you know guy. what? It's fine. yeah. <laughs> he's not embarrassed. He knows. <laughs> he knows. But no, was was Metallica? Was that a band that you, when you were younger, like you really said one day I'm so going to that band? My goal 
for my, when I got my first base, my goal for my first year of playing was I wanted to be able to play anesthesia, uh, Cliff Burton's bass solo from kill em all by the time I had been playing for a year. That was like my driving goal. So yeah, set goals for yourself, people and work every day to get towards those goals. Uh, <laughs> did you achieve it? I did. Nice. I did. I, um, yeah. Once I, once I started playing, it was weird. It was weird because it was, you know, I, it didn't feel like effort to me. Practicing didn't feel like effort. One thing I learned through teaching is that a lot of people don't like to practice. Um, <clears throat> and they, they, so they see it as difficult. Whereas I love, I loved to practice. It was all I wanted to do. I just wanted to play. That's all I wanted to do. So it was like five to eight hours a day. And, um, so yeah, I had advanced, I, I advanced at the beginning at a more accelerated rate than other people would have just because of the sheer amount of time that I put into it. That's how you get there. Yeah. Um, as far as the songs you guys played during your tour, I feel like from videos that I've seen, you kind of, kind of dug deep into the catalog. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, you know, we got together and rehearsed for three days before Blue Ridge, and we played a lot of songs. We didn't have a set list going in, and we didn't discuss what songs we were going to play when we started the tour. We were just like, so I started, so I did that that practice thing that I do. I sat in this chair right where I'm at, playing that uh, that bass right behind me, and then there's another one over there. I played those, and. Um, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go over every Breaking Benjamin song. And I started at Saturate and worked my way forward. Uh, there were a couple I didn't play. Uh, and for anyone who wants to know, the most difficult Breaking Benjamin song to, to play is, uh, is Blood off of Ember. That song is a pain in the ass. Like, it is just so hard. Like, the riff sounds cool. It is hard to play. That song is hard. Uh, well, hard to play right, I should okay. say. That's a, that's a very important... A uh, little, you know, little caveat right there. It's hard to play right. Um, yeah, and then so we went in, and everybody was so like, everybody was so excited to play again that the first day we really just jammed most of the songs that we've ever played, and and then a bunch that we've never played before. Um, and we're like, oh, it'd be cool to do this. It'd be cool to do that. And it gave us the you know going forward, and we changed the set list up a few times over the course of the over the course course of the tour as well. Cause we're like, well, you know, we don't have, we're, so we're restricted. We're restricted by the amount of time that we have to play a show. And then the other restriction is the songs that people expect to hear. Like people right. are going to come out and they're going to want to hear, like they want to hear breath. They want to hear so cold. They want to hear diary of Jane. You know, they want like the singles. They want to mm -hmm. hear those songs, the hits. Uh, yeah. So we have to, you know, so we have to play those songs and, it sounds it sounds pretentious. Remember how you were like this sounds pretentious? You're like naming it the Popco project sounds this this sounds pretentious, but I will say that we are fortunate and through the blessing of our fans, we have a pretty large catalog of singles that were successful. Sure. Um so that's a lot of time in a set and we're like okay, so we got to kind of pick and choose where we can play other stuff that, you know, is fun for us that we like and that fans of the band who aren't just there to hear the singles are going to be like, 
hell yes i'm that's awesome i can't believe they played that um so like yeah keith was doing uh keith was doing break my fall on this tour which was i that song's super cool so yeah you stole that from me because i was again i was watching some videos of this because yeah. i forget who posted it, um a bunch of videos i forget the person on youtube um <clears throat> but i'm sure if you, you know search breaking ben you'll find some of his if you stuff, search if his his name is uh his name's matt and on youtube you can find him under yup sure yep dude so okay all right so yup sure I'm, i apologize so i took i wrote some notes down i i try to you know be a professional host so i wanted to take gotcha. some notes and so i wrote down this note that said yup sure on youtube so I'm reviewing my notes tonight before this, this, before we're doing this. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know what, what the, what the hell was I writing when I, when I put yup, sure on YouTube. <laughs> so the, well, the problem is it wasn't, it. it wasn't so much that I forgot about him as much as it is. I tend to mumble. So I thought, was I doing um, a voice, you know, note that, uh, you know, this kind of morphed into, I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. I need to learn how to speak. Uh, so again, yep, sure, Matt. I apologize, but now you're getting a little bit of a yeah. There you go. Now he's, now, he's, now he's getting now he's getting a plug. It was funny because he's done uh, so he's done a bunch of videos, and I'm gonna kind of plug his YouTube channel, which is I, I don't know, I guess. Uh, but uh, he's been doing uh, concert videos for a long time, and when we first started back out, we'd play anywhere regionally. We'd be looking for videos from Yup Sure, and we'd be like, well, "We got to figure out who this guy is." And like, we couldn't figure out who he was because um, it was just that name. And then, um, and then it so happened that me, Ben, and Sean did that little show at Hops and Barley's that one day. Do you remember that when me, Ben, and Sean went and played at Hops and Barley's and just yes. sat on the the little teeny tiny stage where I used to play every Tuesday for like four years? And, and I would drunk. I would drunkenly shout, "Wish you were here!" By Incubus. Yes, sorry. Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. It's uh, <laughs> an important part of my history. So, but um, they were uh, so. Yupshire was there, and Yupshire posted some videos of that. And then I ended up. Somebody sent me a picture that was a uh, that was an angle that was behind me, and from that picture, I was able to see a guy holding a camera and like mm -hmm. i kind of uh i reverse engineered that picture and looked at the angle that the videos were shot at that were on youtube and i was like that's the guy that's yep sure that's yep sure right there and um he ended up coming to one of the cd signings, probably the ember cd signing probably or no maybe it was just dark before i don't remember that kind of stuff blurs together real quick uh, but it was a signing at Joan Ardone's Gallery of Sound for sure. And I was like, I remember he walked through and Kara, like Kara kind of relied on him to be able to watch some of the shows because she's obviously, you know, she stays home. She still works full time so that we have, you know, she does the the health insurance thing and all that. And, you know, she's home with the little guy. So she's, uh, so she'll watch videos on YouTube to keep track of like how the shows are going and stuff. And, uh, She's like this Yupshire guy has the best recordings of these shows. And I was like, well, he he does. So, and thank so you, that, Yupshire, because like that's how I see you guys performing, you know, from yeah. states that I can't visit, you know. Yeah. So I uh, you know, I went to um 
So I told Kara when I saw him, I was like, that's the guy in the picture. And Kara was at the signing and I was like, hon, by the way, that right there, that's you up sure if you want to go say hi. So. <laughs> so there's two things I've seen uh, from his videos. One, Keith doing Break My Fall, which mm-hmm. again, I mean, incredible. He's so good. By the way, please listen to Keith Wallen's solo album. Holy shit, it's good. I recorded yeah. bass on it and I'm not biased by that. It was really, it was, it's a really, really good album. It's completely different from Breaking Benjamin, but it is 100% Keith Wallen and it's so cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, so I saw Keith singing and then I've also seen a lot of people, uh, mixed reviews, like, um, you know, Ben's not doing all the vocals. Something's wrong with Ben. Ben's sick. Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. I don't know the story. You don't have to tell me. Why can't it just be that Ben brought in some people into the band whose talent he appreciates and he wants to share that talent? Why can't that just? Why can't it just be that? That's the story. That's the answer. There you go. We have talented singers and songwriters and musicians. That's the story. So yeah, that's that's really that's really it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? And why not give him a break? <laughs> it's a long set. Yeah, that's like, that is a that's. I mean, it's definitely an upside for yeah. sure. Give his voice a, a, a three minutes to, to yeah. recoup and get back in the next song. When's the last time any of these Joe Blows sang for you know sixty minutes? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, shout out to Yup Shirt for his video work and you know bringing bringing the videos to YouTube yeah. so we can all see it. But yeah, so it was great. Yeah. It, was, it was great seeing Keith. Um, I don't, I don't think, and maybe he has in the past, but I think it's just been more uh, showcased now, maybe. Uh, but yeah, dipping, dip, dip, dip you know, further into the catalog, you know, having more, yeah. you, you guys sing more. We've always been a talented vocalist, so I was no surprise there. But I think Keith is Aww. surprising some people. It was, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's fun. And then, you know, and then the videos that he posted from montage of this one, uh, it was cool. Cause we had, yeah, we had, uh, we had Mark Klapaski come up and play bass for the song that I sang, which was God, cool. Damn it. You're stealing all my notes. I'm, the, I'm trying I'm the to king be of trans. I'm, I'm the trying, king of transitions here. I'm try- yeah. I'm trying to be a good. Oh, you're trying, yeah, you're trying to lead the conversation yeah, there. Yeah, I'm trying I'm, to guide like, yours. That's fine. Maybe you should be doing this. I'll sit back. I'm, and tell, I'm, I'll upsta- tell, I'm upstaging you. I'll tell you. I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell my stories of weekender days and working in radio and whatever. <sighs> but no. So you play the show. It's at Montage Mountain. Just I think it was like September 18th. Um, and I mean, you play the song "Home." Yep. Which is you know obviously killer. Um, but yeah, I and mean, what was it like being back home? So uh, different, different. So we kind of operated in a little bit of a bubble. Um, so like I didn't have my, so my family, that was, that was the first home Breaking Benjamin show that my family wasn't at. Um, so that was different, um, you know, just out of a safety, just out of abundance of precaution. And, you know, it's also school happening and stuff like that. So um people got busy lives they ain't got time to come watch dad jump around and come do on. whatever it is he's doing they come on they got important shit going on come on so but no yeah so um but we were 
every time since that last since that one show at montage i'm always worried when we come to montage now since that one show where it like rained Perfect and they shut storm. the show down and Perfect all those people storm. were stuck on the mountain and there was a baseball game and it was a mess and like everybody was miserable I'm, every time we play there i'm like no one's ever going to come see us at this place again not ever it doesn't i don't care who it is i wouldn't go see the beatles play there because it's such a nightmare to get in and out of there and then just you know the way that they were treated the ways you know the way security handled it when they were like telling people that the show was canceled and then the show wasn't canceled and it was just it was a nightmare it was a nightmare and i was so pleasantly surprised and so thankful that when we got there and we went out and played it was the crowd was um it was amazing it was definitely un like a it was a memorable experience it was just an electric moment where they were all screaming along to every word and with home this is it's one, you know, it's one of the places where you can play some of those other songs and there's a lot more people that get it because the mu and the music is just more personal to mm -hmm. the people who are standing there singing along because, you know, it, we're very, you know, we're very much theirs, you know, we're their band. And um, for the, for anyone listening to this, who's outside of Northeastern PA, I will tell you something is that us people are pretty territorial about what's ours and <laughs> that's for sure and, um pizza yeah all of it and we course. have some we have some passionate passionate fans in this area because uh, i mean and you know and those fans need to know that we all understand that without them breaking benjamin is nothing it's right. like a band playing at the voodoo lounge for nobody <laughs> which was the case at one point which was the case at one point, but yeah. because of the people here, yeah. it, it built and built and built and built and it's, uh, and it's nuts. The one thing I'm glad you mentioned was that show that you just mentioned, uh, two, three years ago. Um, I didn't want to bring it up because people were pissed. Dude, absolutely. Well, it, it, I was pissed. Yeah. It, I mean, so I went to, um, I haven't been to montage just see a show for pleasure at least uh in a long time and i had tickets to go see stained and corn uh, august yeah, 9th, a couple weeks whatever. ago well no no the, the, the original date. oh the one that got canceled okay yeah so i so we leave early i'm like i got a k i got a cooler in the car my, my buddies are behind me we're gonna get there early it's a saturday afternoon get there early Tail, do some tailgating not nothing crazy because we're old now but like let's have let's have some drinks prior let's hang out whatever so i get off the exit uh off of 81 to uh start my climb the mountain and uh immediately hit traffic now it's early and i'm stuck in traffic it took me yeah. 50 minutes to get from the exit and people listening to this who don't know this area won't get this, but it took me 50 minutes to get from the exit to the top of the mountain. And I sat in traffic and I'm like, this is why I stopped coming to shows. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah it's one, just the, like the infrastructure for that particular place. It's like one, two lane road in and out. Yeah. It's like, it's there, was a, there was a minute a where I had the tickets on my phone and I was like, you know what? Cause I drove separately cause I was going to stay for, I wanted to see stained really bad. And then I was going to stay for like a song or two of corn and then head back home, try and catch my kid before I went to sleep. 
yeah. and, uh, you know, be the dad and whatever. Um, so I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just send these tickets to my friends in the car behind me and uh, I'll just turn around. But it was like the road was so narrow. I'm like, I don't even know if I can turn around here. You don't even think I can. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like you said, it's one road in and one road out. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's, it's tough to have a, a show of that, that size at that kind of venue ski lodge great montage like water park great but you know when you try and put that many people in one yeah place, when you're trying to put room, like 10 10 20 000 people in a spot it's, yeah it's a it's a lot it's tough and it's not a, i mean I, I know a lot of people who work at, at montage mountain uh i know the owner of montage mountain um please don't don't take this as a knock on you it's it's you know, it was logistically built like that before you even had ownership. Yeah, he so wasn't the not, designer of yeah. Montage Mountain. Yeah, like, I mean, that's not it's not on them. I believe that was God. Yeah, that is, if, you, I, you if, know, if you believe in, if if, you believe depending in on who you ask. Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I was just in track. I'm like, this is this is just like this is why I stopped. But I'm so I'm glad because like I remember seeing. I mean, it's the internet and people get hot at the moment. Just like f this place, I'm never coming back. And then they oh, were yeah. they were shitting on you guys, and I'm like, this, this, this oh yeah, has nothing to do with of the band. <laughs> of course, yeah, nothing to do like, with the band. We it's and that's and and I get it. People are emotional. People are sure. passionate, and that's the thing. Is that the thing that I always try to appreciate? I don't know that every musician does, but the thing that I always try to appreciate is that every single night that we play is a big deal to each individual person that's there. You know, as a parent myself, I know that a lot of our fans. Our parents, they had to find babysitters. They had to find this. They had to find that. They had to sacrifice something else that they wanted to do in their life to be able to afford to come to the show in the first place. And it's a big thing. Like it's one of the biggest nights of the year for them. Like they've been looking forward to this for months. They're, you know, they're ready to make memories that they're going to have with them for the rest of their lives good or bad and that was a situation where the memories that they made for the rest of their lives were bad and it's horrible and i hate that that happened to them and that it happened for them it was uh and just the feeling of helplessness as you know being from this area and being connected to this area the feeling of helplessness that i had as my cell phone just exploded that entire day with people asking me what's going on what's happening what happened what happened you know, nothing more was on that show. Nothing more never even got to play. They got completely canceled off the show. I don't remember if Bad Wolves got to play or not. I think they might've gotten canceled off of that show too, but it was a mess. It was a disaster. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, and it was embarrassing. And I was, that's why I said, every time we come back, it's like, I don't blame people if they don't come here. Like, I'm not going to take it as an, as a personal like attack on, on me like i'm not going to blame them if they choose to not go somewhere where they were treated that way and uh it was uh it was unfortunate it was yeah. unfortunate but thankfully we made up for it <clears throat> thankfully memories are uh you know memories are of that kind of stuff are are short and you know tempers as they cool down people are a little more forgiving and we had an amazing show it was so much fun the crowd was pumped and into it and screaming and it was uh yeah i think it was what everybody needed and papa roach i mean i wanted to come to your show not only to see you guys uh, and i forget why i couldn't make it i, I have an excuse for everything 
<laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, no, but like, I mean, I was like, oh, I can go see Breaking Benjamin and see Papa Roach, another band from the early 2000s that I grew Bro, up with. And the too. sleeper on that tour was Memphis Mayfire. Don't sleep that. on Memphis Mayfire. I've, They're I've so good. Yeah. But, so, so good. But yeah, Papa Roach. I mean, we all played Papa Roach covers back in the day. You know, yeah. we all, every one of us played Last Resort at some point, right? It was, yeah. uh, and then, um, dude, just so like just their their energy they still are phenomenal songwriters and performers they're one of those bands that if you've never seen them live and you don't really love papa roach like you should just go see them anyway because their live show is so good damn it they're such they're such a compelling live performing band and jacoby is one of um jacoby is one of if not the best front men of that generation of music well you could have told me they stunk. Oh, uh, yeah. Felt, I, I mean, you did. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. I would have felt better not. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss felt, anything. Oh, man. Crap. I'll never forget. I mean, um, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but I will. Uh, there was a, was a I'll, I'll say there was a club in, in Wilkesbury, and I walked in, and a, uh, a Papa Roach song was playing, and I can't remember the name of the song but there was a dancer dancing to the song and I just associate that band. I gotcha. So to speak, gotcha. With, with yeah. that moment. I mean, there's more than that, but <laughs> it was definitely like, like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was the library, right? It was just somebody. It was the book club. Yeah. It was the yeah. book club and the, there was a dance recital at the library yeah, it was a dance recital at the library yeah that's that's exactly what it was find out i have to find out because that's gonna kill me it was a great song i can hear i could sing it in my head uh man oh, i'm looking through uh help from like what four years ago that was a great song um man what was the song called this is gonna kill me uh you know we're gonna have a special guest for one second real quick here are we Ooh, yeah little there's a little a he just snuck on by he's got to go up to bed oh <laughs> good night good night sorry for occupying your father for the last oh you're fine hour so far it's fine but uh i talk a lot oh that's that's why whenever you text whenever you text me you're like hey man do you want to do the show and i'm like yeah absolutely i just want to talk to you so it's like, yeah, we can, we might as well record our conversation and put it yes. out there. Yes. Well, my goal is to, to share your stories with people who care. Hopefully I'm creating a, a platform or a, a channel. I'll call, call it a channel again that people, um, you know, like, and appreciate. And I, I've, again, I've been very blessed. Um, <clears throat> I'm very fortunate that I know guys like you and, uh, John Phillips, and we'll, we'll talk about this real quick too. And jo with Josh Balls, and I've met, I'll never forget the first time I met Ben. He'll, he won't remember this, but um, we were we were at the River Street Jazz Cafe in Pittston, Pennsylvania. And um, this was 2004. So it was, and this is before I think their second album came out. At the little acoustic show at the Jazz Cafe? It was one of those nights. It was like a Tuesday night okay. or a Monday night. But, um, okay. So he was, and I was with somebody like, it was, he was still like, he was a big figure, but like, he's very tall too. But 
um, I don't know. He's just, he was just, he was there. He was cool. He was talking to people and he was telling us a story. And if, in, I hope this is accurate and I wasn't just drunk and making this shit up. Oh boy. But I think I was, I think it was, I think Ready. I was sober at this point. Okay. So he, he's, he pulls up in this Pontiac, like Grand Am or something. I think it was Grand Am. Yeah. The and purple one. Purple. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not making this up. So it's purple. Yeah, the purple right? one. Yeah. And he's telling us, he's telling everybody how like, oh, the sales guy pulled and it was black. And I guess he was buying it like at dusk. <laughs> and he, so he thought it was black or like the story is one blind. The story is 100% true. Oh, this is awesome. The story is 100% true. <laughs> it was Ben and, and, uh, and Maddie Giordano that went to go look at the car. No yeah. shit, Maddie's there too. Uh-huh, yeah, we'll give yeah we'll give you some more backstory on it. The salesman was uh, was our dear friend Murad uh, uh, Murad Elbada. He works for uh, he works at Ken Pollock Ford now. He's the general manager of Ken Pollock Ford. Nice. Um, but yeah, he went up and uh, he went to see the car, and the car was purple, and <laughs> and uh, and it was dark out, so he thought it was black. And it was not black; it was purple. Yeah. So then he went back and bought. He went back to pick it up. It's like, oh my god, this car is purple. It's like, it and Rod's like, yeah, it's purple. It's been purple. Like, I was <laughs> so happy. Like, one thing I, in life I have is a good memory. My all my friends will tell you that. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's it's so good that I'm like, is my memory like not real? Like uh, the, the memories I have, do I, did I make them up in my head? Uh, are they based off of like pictures I saw or, or something like that? But I remember that, that moment very vividly. Yeah. But that's and a, I, that's a true story. Oh, well, thank that's you for confirming of, that. I appreciate of that. Ben, of Ben not realizing that the car that he was buying was purple. Yeah. And he, was like, so yeah he was so mad. He was so mad. He was. <laughs> he was really mad that that car was purple. I'd be mad too. I'm like, this is Breaking Ben. I'm like, this is like a year or two after like the Saturate was released, and he's pulling up in this purple Pontiac Grand Am. I think it was Grand Am. Yeah. Uh, and he's telling the story. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, like this is awesome. Yeah. So that was something else. That was so funny. But we we mentioned, um, you know, we mentioned Matt Giordano. We mentioned Josh uh-huh. Balls. Uh, yep. There's you. There's another gentleman by the name of chris jones um mm-hmm. you guys as if you're not busy enough and as if there's not a pandemic going on you guys four or five of you decided to start a root beer company it's yeah my fine hat that says root beer is sick on it i think josh uh, was wearing the same one two nights ago so he probably was but uh yeah yeah john john called me the one day and was like hey hear me out. And I was like, all right. He's like, I want to start a root beer company. It's like, okay. He's like, it's going to be me, you and Josh balls. We're going to have dinner next week and we're going to talk about it. I was like, oh, all right. I can, I'll, I'll at least go to this meeting and hear where this goes, you know? So we went and sat down and had dinner and, you know, talked about a whole bunch of different ideas and, you know, um, and in hindsight, none of us had any idea what we were getting ourselves into. We had no clue. We had no clue what we were getting ourselves into. Um, and then after that, you know, after that, we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to move forward. We're going to figure it out. We're going we're gonna to develop a brand. So we're going to take absolutely nothing 
and turn it into like what you can walk into a store today and buy. And it's, it was an insane year of just, uh, so I guess like eight, nine months ago, this was, it yeah, was, so uh, <clears throat> I made the joke with Josh the other night and I said, you know, this kind of all started because I, I called John a nitwit and I, I said, this nitwit was doing root beer reviews. Yeah. Like Facebook live root beer reviews. And Josh chimed in and he's like, yeah, that no one watched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I said, that, I used, that was it. I use the term to the term nitwit with love. I'm, I'm only kidding. I, I love John. And, uh, yeah. So it started with like these root beer reviews that he was doing because, you know, we were all locked in and, and he was getting root beer delivered to his house. And now it's like this real life thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. You know, are John, going nuts over. John loves, John loves root beer. Who doesn't love root beer? Everybody loves root beer. It's delicious. But yeah, John was doing those root beer reviews. And I swear to God, he started the company. He's like playing the long game to save money. Like he's spending a lot of money, you know, we're, we're starting a month. We're starting the company, building the company, spending a lot of money up front so that like in the long run, root beer is just cheaper for him because some of those root beers that he was ordering were, you know, as, as, uh, they're way more expensive than ours. And it was, uh, so, and ours is better. I'm just saying. It's, ours is better. Ours is branded better. It's non non biased here. Non biased at all. It's a. Uh, but yeah, we. Um, in all seriousness, we wanted to do. You know, we wanted to do something else, and the whole driving force behind it was that you know everybody knows that root beer is good, and nobody's ever tried to make it cool, and that was the you know that was the thing. Where it's like, how come people don't? drink more root beer right like why it's like this niche thing that's kind of pushed off to the side and like if you look at the you know you look at the branding behind a lot of this stuff and it's all like it's all really bland and really plain and like really understated and we're you know we were we were very much like no 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 root beer's badass and we're gonna make it badass and we're gonna put attitude on it and that's what we're gonna do and uh so far the reception the reception to it has been way more than any of us ever anticipated uh coming out of the gate you know we expected to have to you know do the the slow grind build thing and we're in a spot right now where we're like okay we need there more. is yeah there's four of us here and then you know with if you count if you count maddie giordano in there and his amazing company posture interactive we're you know there's five of us here steering this ship like what and everybody else is super busy has nine thousand other things going on so just trying to push this cart down the road it's like it all just it was crazy it's 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 still crazy you know i uh i have i have some some root beer and some birch beer at the house and every time i look at the bottle i just think about all the time that went in and all the meetings and all the you know all the opinions and uh it's just so wild you never know how things you you can you can load any project up with all your best intentions but until it's out there you don't know how people are going to perceive it how they're going to react to it how they're going to attach to it and so far uh the you know the response has been overwhelmingly positive and uh, I, I i couldn't be happier it's a good product i've had i've had butterscotch i've had root beer i've yet to try the birch beer Excellent product. Um, Thank you, sir. And, I mean, and you have a good team. I mean, I, I John, 
um, as abrasive as he can be, as honest no. as he can be. No, he is. He's a good businessman. Chris Jones, obviously, he has a resume speaks for itself. He's got a lot of successful companies. He's uh, like a serial entrepreneur. Um, again, resume speaks yeah, for itself. A lot going on. Yeah. Josh Balls. I don't know when he sleeps. He's running five, six companies, and obviously he knows what he's doing. And then there's you, who's no stranger to the the hustle and the grind, and and yeah. you know being on tour with you know Breaking Benjamin and, and seeing the ins and outs of that that atmosphere and things like that. I'm not I'm not surprised at the success. I'm going to ask you a question. I meant to ask Josh the other night. I asked John when I spoke to him on it. I'll answer uh, on Josh's behalf. I, I forget what episode it was. If you uh, search the Popco Project on Spotify, you can check out my interview with John John Phillips. The question I have. Um, so originally, I feel like it, the attempt was we, we want to make we want to use this product as you know bring families together, bring you know you know kind of work off nostalgia and things like that and yeah. the question i was like i'm like okay that's cool right you know because i think even john was like you know you, th- you think about root beer you think about you know your grandfather and root beer sundays and, and or rupert floats rather and yeah, yeah all those things right and i said oh well, i'm like that's cool but like your branding kind of says different to me in my opinion your branding you know it's kind of half naked uh tattoo woman there's a guy too there's, a, there's one guy correct um there's actually two guys okay there's two guys but they're not on the but, but they're not on the, the he's not on the other box all right and i i, I asked him I'm like and then and then the 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 whole thing was like drink more fucking root beer and the the yeah the word fucking is you know as an asterisk yeah, it's got the but, it's it's got, it's yeah. got the asterisk in it yeah. but i'm like it, to me it was like a little bit of a mixed signal and i and so in my mind too especially now that like the products launched, you know, you kind of, uh, you launched in a perfect time because you guys were on tour, um, with breaking Benjamin. They, they were at the blue rock or blue Ridge. Or blue Ridge yeah. That, that worked. That really did work out. That was just, a, that was a complete happy accident. Right. That, that tour happened to just pop up out of nowhere during the launch window of the product. But I feel like, you know, that whole, we're going to go with the family angle and things like that. And we're going to kind of like really, tailor it to who it speaks to um it's kind of like where it is right now is that accurate yeah it's so here's the thing we so definitely the packaging has attitude when we decide when you know when we developed the brand we wanted to like we specifically went into imagery with that's like you know tattoo shops barber shops kind of rockabilly sort of stuff like uh, if you if you're familiar with tattoos at all it's like the like the sailor jerry kind of right. vibe to the stuff um, because it's something that that's nostalgic and it does also have like a widespread appeal. It's something that people can look at and identify with. Um, <clears throat> as for the nostalgia behind it, everybody has a root beer story. 
right? Like Josh's is very similar to mine. It's the same root beer keg at Knobles that I remember constantly. Like it's that same thing, you know, it's, you know, with Birch beer, it's remembering coming to Pence because I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, coming to Pennsylvania and have uh, during the summers and the Glen Summit soda truck driving up my grandmother's street and dropping off cases of soda and me getting to pick out Birch beer and stuff like that. So, uh, so those are the memories that I get that are just like, and we actually had, uh, and we were on me and Josh were on NEPA live, uh, last week. I saw that. And we had, we had a very similar experience happen with Chris on that show where he, um, you know, we had him try the butterscotch root beer and he took a sip of it. And he, you know, as soon as he took the bottle away from his mouth, he's like, this just gave me a memory of my father because butterscotch was his favorite ice cream topping i haven't thought about that in forever but as soon mm -hmm. as i drank this root beer it tied my brain to that which was you know and it's it's crazy that a soda can do that you know it's it's it really is crazy that a soda can do that but it can somehow uh because i can drink our root beer and i will be you know and and i'll immediately just have like these you know these different memories of different places where maybe it's because it's so like uh it's not as popular as like a coke or a pepsi or whatever so those right. those times when you have root beer are more important sure um but yeah that's uh but yeah it's just so the the nostalgia you know like the the thing with like tying families together and all that stuff it kind of does it itself once you try the product it's like wait a minute okay. like oh yeah i remember this i remember that i remember this and it's uh it's weird. It's weird the way that works. But maybe the, maybe the taste and root beer in general kind of, you know, has that connection. But you know, the yeah. branding, the branding appeals to, yeah, whatever. Which is, which is you know, the brand. The branding is you know, it's like I said, it definitely has you know, it definitely has an attitude to it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I I think that it's uh, it's beautiful. I couldn't be happier with how it how it all turned out. Like I look at this, I'm, I'm super proud of the way all of our practice, all of our packaging, all of our stuff came out. Yeah. So I, I did watch the uh, segment with Chris Bohinski on uh, PA live and I thought it was hilarious. Um, so people can order this online. I believe the website yeah. is called drinkparlor.com. Drinkparlor.com. And so you, you can actually create your mix and match uh, 12 pack or whatever it might be. And you can get it shipped to your door. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, how is this product going to get shipped to my door in glass bottles and not break? But what's hilarious about it was you literally took the pack, the, the, the boxed um, product, you yeah, pushed it our off. Our shipping box, yeah. Your shipping box, you pushed it off the counter, slammed onto the ground, and no no broken bottles. No, so, nothing. No, nothing. Yeah, we've had... Uh, so the farthest that we've had some stuff go is in uh, is like up in sonoma california we've had some and we always love when people who place orders you know they share their stuff on instagram like they post pictures of the boxes and we're always looking to see what kind of shape the stuff showed up in because it is a concern it's a sure. concern we when we were figuring out how we were going to do shipping because we always knew we wanted to ship but it was figuring it out um and most of the companies out there that are selling root beer online that ship them to you, you get like a cardboard box that has a bunch of newspaper in it 
and your okay. your bottles and your bottles are like bubble wrapped together and it's right. like that's horrifying that could absolutely break so um you know us with uh with the company that helped develop the brand and do and does all our marketing posture interactive uh we found uh you know we found this solution to um get stuff there safely with this uh so there's like a this uh like corrugated pulp insert that goes in there so each and every bottle is kept stable and individual from each other and there's uh there's like shock tabs on the tops and the bottom so that they you, you can literally throw the box when we were testing when we were drop testing this box because you have to that was a fun day r d um, r d yeah yeah it's it's research so we uh the root beer wasn't even made yet we were working on these problems before we even had root beer in a bottle uh so we took a 12 pack of yingling put it in our put it in our box put the stuff in there taped it shut and then we threw it around the office for like 15 minutes and everything was fine like i standing i'm not a short guy so standing up from like shoulder height i flipped the box in the air it came down landed on its top and nothing broke i was I was like okay i think we have a winner <laughs> so it's um it's definitely not the most cost effective solution for us to have but it was more important to us especially for people who are sh buying this product that are across the country they they can't walk into their local store and pick it up sure. so it's important to us that it make it there in one piece and that we don't and uh, especially this early on this is like their first experience that they're going to have with our product mm -hmm. so we want opening the whole box seeing the way everything works we include the little four pack inserts in there so that they can like set their stuff up into the four packs after they take it out we want it to be a full experience when they open the product so it was so there's definitely no regrets on our shipping solution no and there's there's i mean i think about when i open an apple product and the packaging behind an apple product anyone who has an apple product knows what I'm talking about. So I, I think you. Oh yeah, just the way that box slides open and it feels almost magnetic. It's so exactly so and good. It's it's very it's, it's well structured. So it's really cool that you guys kind of um, thought ahead to that that kind of experience too. Because like you said, you know, if that arrives on the person's doorstep, they're going to share that on social media, and that's going to spread like wildfire much quicker than a positive oh, experience yeah. would. So. Yeah, kudos to you guys for you know thinking that far ahead and well, thank you. Yeah, thank not that you need to hear and, it from and me. Thank but... you, uh, thank you, thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> so, you were just in the so, uh, the Axelrad office two days ago. Yep, we also have merch which which we print through Axelrad, by the way. Yeah, and one so, of our and, one of our one of our guys was uh, I think helping with the design. So very nice, very Shout nice, Axelrad. Yes. Yeah, yes, it is absolutely it is, shout out it, Axelrad. It is uh Axelrad screen printing and embroidery in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Now we're, if we're you go recording to, which, this. By the way, if you, if you go to a Breaking Benjamin concert and purchase a cloth item from a Breaking Benjamin concert that is made in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania by oh. Axelrad screen printing and shout embroidery. Out. Shout out. Yeah. Axelrad prints Breaking yeah. Benjamin's merch. So if you're a band yeah. and you want to print at the same shop that Breaking Benjamin does, yeah. Call me. Message me on Facebook. Yeah. Hit me up on Instagram. Find yeah. me wherever. Yeah, downside downside of that is if you're <laughs> gonna try to order right before Breaking Benjamin goes on tour, it's gonna be a minute. 
because we kind of the how uh it, it's amazing how how great dave is when it comes to getting stuff turned around out of there uh because we sold we weren't ready for how much merch we were going to sell this last run and you know we went we played our first show in new hampshire and we sold so much stuff that uh the guy who runs our merch uh company terry yeah. who's the absolute best as well terry had to make some uncomfortable phone calls and be like hey so we need this 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 and we need it like tomorrow yeah <laughs> but before our show in scranton i was on some of those emails i'm like wow this is crazy and not that i was like what are you guys thinking it was like this is cool like breaking benjamin we're gonna print their stuff and and uh keep it local and yeah and we're that, was, it that was a very important thing to us was keeping yeah. it local yeah so we appreciate that so thank you but, yeah, plus, uh, plus Axelrad does a great job. We do. We try. Yeah. We do our best. Every now and then, yep. things happen. But, but yeah, we were, uh, we were, me and Josh were actually talking to uh, to Dave the other day, and it was, uh, it was like, you know, Breaking Benjamin does their merch at Axelrad. Strange and Unusual does their merch at Axelrad. Um, Parlor Beverages does their merch at Axelrad. It's just kind of, it's just where we go. Cold does yeah. their merch at Axelrad. That's awesome. I hope I could say that out loud. As they should. I, I, I help assist Nick with that. It's all good, man. But so I want to let you go. You're, okay. You're very busy. I don't want hey, to. It's only it been long. like an hour and a half. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It has been an hour and a half. It's, uh, it's, it's October 7th. We're recording this. Um, yeah. If I'm you're still sure. watching this, by the way, God bless you. Yeah. Or listening yeah. or however, whatever <laughs> formats you're putting this up in. It's on like, Spotify. It's on thank Apple. You, Apple. Thank Podcasts. you so much for listening to us ramble back and forth to each other. And I hope that it was an entertaining experience for you. I've got one last question for you before I let you go. I'm ready. It is October 7th. Like I said, I, I, I want to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying that for a purpose because this may not be released until, you know, a week from now or, or, or maybe even a week and a half from now. Yeah. Don't put me out before Josh, because then Josh will be whining about it. Yeah. I don't want to break his heart. So <laughs> where, <laughs> where do you think Brian Laundrie is? Oh my God. So I don't have any idea. I try to, um, so here's, so here's what I've done. I've tried to completely insulate myself from as much internet conspiracy stuff as I can for like both for like all sides of everything. So I stopped using Facebook. Um, and I don't have a TikTok, and I don't really go on any other social media unless I'm posting. So I'm not like super in the know of what that even is. Um, but I have like, but I know like the basics of it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I have no idea where he is. I have no idea where he so is. So the reason I asked the question is because I thought it was, gonna, it was funny. There's, there's reports today um, that internet sleuths think that he is hiding under his parents' house or under they're like flower beds and they what, like he built some kind of like subterranean some structure kind of, where yeah, he's some down kind there. Of thing and they are like giving him supplies like they'll so they'll be out there gardening and they're they'll, they'll be tending to their garden and their flower beds and while they're doing it they'll be like kind of passing him like some food or whatever 
Sometimes, sometimes people give bad people too much credit. Like they just give bad people too much credit, right? The guy, you know, the guy's an idiot. Uh, probably, I don't know how smart he is. Allegedly, I don't know yeah. him personally, but it's a uh, you know these you know when stuff like this happens, these people don't have a plan. There's no plan. He has yeah. This isn't Lex Luthor who's been building a secret like hideout in a mountain somewhere. You know, he's not Doctor Evil who has like a spaceship and a you know and a submarine and all kinds of other nonsense. Yeah, this dude's running for his life somewhere. So. And, uh, and hopefully, hopefully people aren't wasting a lot of time looking for him under his parents' house or in his parents' garden. They're actually looking places where he might be. Dude, uh, the, but, the bounty hunter's looking for him. Yeah, I know. Dog's out there. Dog's, dog's out, out there, there doing it. He's out dog's there out, He's on it. He's out there barking. He's on it. He's, he's going to... He's sniffing it out. He's going to find I think him. It's a, uh, it's a, it, God, it's like something... It's so bad. I don't even want to joke about it. I don't even want to joke about it because no, it's because such, it is sad that someone because it's like such ser- it's such like yeah. a serious awful thing and it's like yeah. you know but you know when you put when you shine it through the lens of social media it's just like it dehumanizes the whole situation you know what I mean yeah you're right it's uh, and it's like anyone watching listening we're not we're not making a joke out of the situation it's very sad. yeah no 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 someone is dead no no we're making a joke out of dog the bounty hunter yeah which he does Some, just fine was, with that, murdered. With that we're not, hair we're not making a joke about that. yeah no that's not, that's not funny but you know that's not the no that's not at all uh but it's like i um be yeah, a dog i hope i hope that he finds him i hope that he finds him and i, I mean, hope that the i hope that that family can get the you know i hope that that family can get the closure that they're that they deserve there's yeah. there it's it's sad because in a situation like that there's they're never going to get justice right because justice is they get their loved one back that's justice right. and that's never going to happen and that doesn't ever get to happen so you know and just hopefully they can you know get something to move forward and make it and you know and make life livable and bearable and uh yeah that guy definitely didn't have he definitely, yeah, he definitely didn't have some kind of master plan where he's been, yeah, you know, uh, what's it called? He's he hasn't been building a fucking Shawshank, a Shawshank Redemption tunnel under his bedroom since he was three years old for the day that he decided he was going to do this. Yeah, twenty years from now, I'm gonna meet a girl. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. That's Crazy. the internet. That's the internet. It is. It is. And speaking of the internet, I'm gonna hold you to something you said to me last time. Oh um, hell yeah. If you ever, if you ever meet Joe Rogan, if you ever get invited onto his podcast, is you are the first name that's getting dropped. A the name, and you got to call me. You just got to call me, and because well, he's he's in some hot water too. I don't want to get into that because he's how yeah you know it's and it it comes. What's happening with him right now is kind of my entire argument for not being on social media at all. Sure, like just. Makes it's sense. like my entire argument for not even looking at Facebook is what's going on with Joe Rogan right now. Yeah. It's just a whole world of people who are like they're it's it's the it's the researchers. That's right. that's these they 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 call themselves researchers. They're like, oh I, you can tell where a conversation's going just when someone says I do my own research. I've you can tell research. where it's like no, you don't wear like a you don't wear like a, a lab coat. A lab coat. You're not doing an independent study you're reading something else that someone wrote or something that someone else wrote 
that's not necessarily research. Well, I, I said this about him when uh, maybe a week or two ago, or maybe even when it happened, and I'll, I'll say it again to you. Obviously, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. Of course. Um, I, 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 I don't really love, you know, companies or even the government trying to mandate anything on us. And that, I don't want to get too far into this. Of course, that's so, understood. Yeah, yeah. We're so you it's know, a family show. We're riding the line. Right, right. We don't want to get. <laughs> we don't want my five listeners to cut this up and like you know, yeah. put yeah. words in their mouths. But so like. So a couple things. He needs to understand the power he has on his platform because there are people who will hear what he says and blindly do whatever it is. That whatever he, he says, says absolutely. And does whatever. So there's that. And I think he needs to, as much as he doesn't want to acknowledge that, he needs to understand that there are people out there like that. I mean, I had friends. Yeah, he's got a res- he has a responsibility. He, does. he has a responsibility. So, but in the same sense, I do not disagree with how he handles his health no you're, he does you're, you're entitled to that i saw at the end of the day i wish he didn't say what he did because that's when the internet blows up and says joe rogan is is you know misinformation this and that the other thing and hey listen he has every right to treat himself how he wants if he wants to take yeah he can whatever he can he can, he can do whatever he can do whatever he wants he can take whatever he wants he can do, like whatever he whatever it is he chooses to do yeah, right? uh, he's, he's he's free to do that in the same in the same vein i feel like media is helping spread misinformation more than anything else because you know at, when he took ivermectin every headline was Joe Rogan takes horse dewormer ivermectin for COVID. Right. That was the headline. And even in right. the story, they didn't, they just, they said that they reiterated it. And it was like, you know, this, this guy's an idiot. This is what he's doing. But they failed to mention, you know, people take ivermectin. Humans do all the time. For, they, they left out. They also left out every other thing that he took. Exactly. For COVID. Exactly. Like he, he was, you know, the uh, you know the real cure for those of you out there listening. The real cure for COVID is to be rich, so that they can just so you can afford just every right like experimental treatment where they did you know they I they just give you, they just give you whatever and you know yeah it was and, uh, and he said he can yeah, and then it's gone and then it's gone in you know then it's gone in three days. I mean, let's talk about Magic Johnson. Yeah, hey, you know. That's the, the 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 cure is that he was rich. Yep, his money. That's, and we'll end it on that. We so won't we'll get end too, it on, hey, let's, let's yeah. not get too far down the rabbit hole. I don't want to. I'm not mad at rich people, by the way. I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. I mean, so I'm not either. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'm not allergic. I'm not allergic to money. I've rolled around in it a bunch of times. I don't get a rash or nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have a pile of money over there. I can come roll around in. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know sometimes. I just want to feel. It. I just want to feel it on this. I want to see. It's a, it's an allergy test for me. I want to see if yeah. I have allergy to money. Yeah, I didn't say there were big bills. I just said it's money. Well, whatever. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for for everything, Johnny. I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you too, man. I I, um, I hope I can see you soon. I I know I saw you at the show last freaking June or yeah. July. 
I haven't seen you since, but um, yeah, I miss yeah. you, and I'm glad you're doing you well. I'm glad your family is doing well. I'm glad Breaking Benjamin is doing well. Yeah. I'm glad Parlor Beverages is doing well. Yep, I have. Uh, so yeah, I have Parlor going on. So go to drinkparlor.com and purchase your root beer or your merchandise or whatever you can get this sick hat. You can go to you can go to breakingbenjamin.com where you can buy things like this sick water Ew. bottle I got right here. Look at me, chef. Look at me just selling merch. Um, and then I have uh, I also because I'm bored uh, and I play a lot of video games. I also have a stream on Twitch, so, so you can go. That's another can... thing. I I'm glad you brought up because I meant to bring it up and I'm not good at my job. So thank you. You're a big gamer. Oh, no, no You're worries. On Twitch. You're on no Twitch. worries. So yeah, it's it's twitch.tv. And then the little slash, and then it's D I K Y M O. It's the it's a video. It's it's Dicky Mo. Oh. If you ever come to a Breaking Benjamin show and you're around any of the other band members, there's not a single person that will call me Aaron. Every single one of them will say, "Hey, Dicky, come here." And that's so it's uh so it's based off of uh it's based off of my video game like nickname. I'm a huge nerd. We'll talk cool. about that another time. Very cool. I hope so. so. Yeah, I'm I'm willing to uh I'm ready and willing to come back whenever. Well, I appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see you in person before we have to have a an online conversation. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. All right, man. Well tell your wife and children I said hello. Stay you safe, please do stay the healthy. Same. I will, I will. And uh like I said, love you, man, and uh happy for you. Oh I'm and congratulations on the popco project. It's not it's not pretentious, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, and, I'll talk but, to you and, soon. and uh and and um yeah, fuck Boston. Sorry. Oh no, hold on, go quick. A- <laughs> <laughs> Here's a real quick, know, real quick. So I, I, I was I was I was with Josh. I meant to that's why I wore the hat and I was gonna Yeah. I was with Josh on Tuesday. And the Red Sox were playing the Yankees. I'm like, man, man. I sat down. I saw you wearing. The, I saw you wearing the jersey and the hat. I'm like, this man right here. I'm not even going to mention it until the end. I'm just. I gonna wasn't going to. Yeah, I was going to come out of the gates swinging. I'm like, eh, you know. What? So I was with Josh on Tuesday, uh, and I'm like, damn it! Like he said, he said Tuesday works for him. He's going to, like, I think, California the next day. I pinned him down. I got to do it tonight. But my like, God, I'm going to miss the start of the Yankees Red Sox game. Real stressed out about it. I'm like, it's winter, go home. Winter, go home. And guess what, Aaron? How'd that end? Oh, it, it went exactly the way I knew it was going to go. The Yankees went home. See, they, were not... a, they were they were a super streaky team this year. They weren't. Um, yeah, it but was, the Red Sox were, were either, no better. It was, not, but well. The Red Sox I mean, were like kick-ass the first half of the season. They were like in first place. They had the best record in MLB. And then like the, the All-Star game hit and they were worth shit it was they were like they were a wild card yeah which is why yeah they i mean the garrett, wild card game. garrett cole garrett cole the last couple of weeks went from being like the number one cy young candidate to being you know to now there's the, the entire off season is going to be talking about whether he was wasted money or not dude i mean you which based off it. of that performance i mean he was paid he was paid a lot of money to come in there and win that game ace on the staff, highest paid pitcher on the team, and you're in inning three, and you're saying I'm out, bro. Not a good look. Yeah. Not good optics. Yeah, not, not a good, good, not a good look. So not a good look. But hey, yeah. Red Sox are playing now. Let's just let's just check the score. I'm hoping let's check they're. The sc- let's check. 
Uh, live check oh, they're, in. They're playing Tampa. Tampa's so goddamn good. The Yankees know, weren't beating Tampa. I know. Uh, yeah, they're down four nothing. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, I gotta go. The Yankees weren't beating Tampa. All right. I'll talk to you later. Enjoy All that right, game. Buddy. All right. And, hope, uh, yeah, it's, it's hockey series. season now. It's All hockey right, season now. Let's go Rangers. You're, you know what you like? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll let you go. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Okay. I love you, buddy. All I'll right, talk to you, you soon. Man. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.